Welcome back, hidden listeners, to a fun-filled, adventurous episode of Whisper in the Wings. We have a great show to share with you, an important show to share with you, and we're so happy to have the guests that we have uh, to talk about it today. Joining us, we have Anthony Laura, who is a playwright and director, as well as Jacqueline Holiday and Alexander Rooney, who play uh, Haley Jones and young Haley Jones in the upcoming production of The Girl with the Red Hair. And that will be playing November 3rd through the 12th at the Gene Frankel Theater. Anthony, Jacqueline, Alexandra, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Hey. Thank you for having, Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you all here. Um, I mean, not just because this is uh, another show to, to invite our listeners to that's off-Broadway, but more importantly, the subject matter of your show is so important and so timely. Um, so, Anthony, if I can just steer in your direction for this first bit, can you tell us a bit about The Girl with the Red Hair, please? Sure. Uh, so the play follows uh, Haley Jones in present day, played by Jacqueline, who is admitted into a psychiatric hospital and slowly begins to lose her grip on reality. As she does, she starts seeing flashbacks uh, to 2009 with uh, Alexandra's character, uh, young Haley Jones. And she starts to slowly um, begin to figure out what the fractured memories are that she's missing. Oh, that's, see, we're already, I mean, we're starting at the gate. It's heavy. We're not. <laughs> um, Jacqueline, any, anything that you might want to add into that since you play uh, Haley Jones? Yeah, I, I think that was a great explanation. I think for Haley, she's really just trying to figure everything out. So she's trying to figure out what happened to her in the past, what's happening to her right now, and what possibly could happen to her. And so, like, one of the things that I love about this show is all the different relationships with the different people in the hospital. Um, so I think while it does tell the story of, like, the Joneses and what exactly happened to Haley, it also just tells this beautiful story of humans connecting. Anthony, how did you come upon the show? So I wrote the show... Um... I guess now it's 13 years ago. Um, and I wrote it uh, on a trip to London. I was feeling quite down and, and depressed. And uh, I wanted to write something that was reflecting what I was feeling. Um, I, my company was a little different back then, face-to-face uh, -face films. Um, but what I had seen in films that had inspired me, like, a woman under the influence, as an example, um, I had never seen on stage. Um, so I wanted to create a, a character, um, particularly a female character, that we would experience what they were experiencing in the course of two and a half hours. Amazing. Now I'm gonna jump up here to Alexandra who plays young Haley. You are, I mean, let's be blunt. You were a younger actress in this group. How did you come upon this show? Um, well, I came on the show like back in 2019 when my mom was just looking on backstage and she saw um, like the girl with the red hair. So we like signed up on like backstage and yeah, that's how I got started. 
Yay backstage. Give them a little bit of a plug. I remember hearing about that when I was in college back in the day. It's still relevant. <laughs> what was it like developing this show? And I'll bounce it back to Anthony first for that one. Uh, so we, when we first did the show 12 years ago, it was a significantly different show. Uh, there was no young Haley in the show. In fact, Alexandra originated the role when we created it in uh, 2019. The character of Tabitha, who is played by Candy Dato, um, was actually played by someone in their 20s in the original show. Um, that was changed uh, when Candy essentially re-originated the role. Um, so what we found, there was a big gap from 2011, I believe December of 2011, we did the show originally, and then we did it again in, in 2019. It was very interesting. We had, we don't have it in there anymore because we changed it in the new rewrite, but there were references to uh, Obama. There were references to Oprah there, and there were a lot of references that just did not have to change when, when we did the play. So the reception coming back was even stronger because I think in those eight to nine years, there, was, there were different conversations happening about mental health that were not happening back then. How about you, Jacqueline? Um, what was it like developing this character, this role through this process um, of the show? Yeah, so I am the newest out of the three of us to this project. I came on in, I believe, March is when we started rehearsals. Um, and basically we did a, like a feedback reading uh, and Anthony had wrote a new scenes with the different characters to just try out new relationships and new themes and things like that. And then we got some feedback from the audience and then he went through a writing period, just kind of revamping the script. Um, so there are some new things in this than have been in it previously. Um, and playing Haley, it's just, it's been so fun getting to like develop her as a character. I really feel like I got her down now, you know, it's been since March. So it's, it's just been great to be able to like work with Anthony on this character and, and who she is in this story. And that brings me now to Alexandra. Now you originated the role of young Haley. So what was that like developing a whole role, like a whole new role and everything? Um, it was really fun because like I got to like kind of help with like workshopping my character. So like we started workshops and it was fun because I got to like see like, oh, like what's Haley, uh, young Haley's relationship with her dad? Like I got to like play with that. And yeah, like it's fun to see the difference from 2019 to 2020 of young Haley, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that brings me to my next question, um, which is how long has the show, how long have you all been working on the show? Because I think I saw in the press release something about 2020 was um, a production or a staging of some sort or a reading. But uh, Anthony, you had mentioned you wrote this 13 years ago. Did I get that right? Yes. Um, so in 2020, what, what we were doing, we were uh, in the pandemic, we had planned to do another version of the show immediately after the 2019 version closed and then the pandemic happened. So that was when we started working virtually 
and we created a little web series with uh, Alexandra's character, uh, which is where it stayed in 2020 until um, until we started towards the end of 2021, because then um, we thought COVID was over, then it came back and then finally, <laughs> um, at the end of 2021, we started to feel like, okay, now I think it could be the time where audiences are ready to come back to the theater. Because uh, even when Broadway opened, it didn't feel like it was quite ready yet. Um, and also a lot of off-Broadway theaters, a lot of rehearsal studios had closed. So some of the places we were considering on working just were not available to us anymore. So we had to revamp the whole process. Um, so then that uh, web series that we worked on with Alexandra then kind of led us to what we wanted to start exploring in the new version. Jacqueline, let me start with you on this question. What is the message or thought that you're hoping audience members are gonna leave with? I hope that people go away from it just just knowing that it's okay to say how you feel um, and to just trust that the people around you have your back and, and that you can be open with them. Um, I think that my character, Haley, she kind of shows the audience a lot of the time what not to do in this situation. So um, I hope that they kind of learn from her decisions and, and yeah, just walk away feeling safe. Oh, I like that message. Anthony, how about you? Yeah, I, re I reiterate what Jacqueline said and also that I hope people will feel okay to talk to each other a little more about what they're going through. Um, I think a lot of what we see in both timelines with both Haley's is that um, they've chosen to repress instead of talk mm -hmm. about things and we kind of see the effects of what that's done to at least just one person in uh, in this timeline. And then Alexandra, what is the, the message and thought that you're hoping the audiences will leave with? So adding on to what Jacqueline and Anthony said, I would say like that they feel like they're not alone. So like if you're in any situation like Haley's in or anyone else, like any other characters, like you could relate to them like so to show that you're not alone and then you feel like Jacqueline said like safe and you're able to talk to people like Anthony said. I love, I love the message that you're all putting forward. Um, and it's such a positive. And I, like I said, in the intro, this is a timely and an important piece because I mean, it's something that shouldn't be lost in the conversation, especially surrounding mental health, especially now more than ever coming out of the pandemic and with everything else in the world, we need to continue the dialogue. We need to encourage people to talk. Don't, it's not a sign of weakness to talk, to share, you know, it's, so I really commend you all and in, in, in taking that vulnerable stance to be like, no, here's, here's the good and the bad of, of, of that, you know? <laughs> well, rounding out the first part of this interview, I wanna ask you all, who do you hope have access to the show? Alexandra, why don't we start with you on that one? I hope anyone has access to the show. Like, anyone can come and see it. Like, the only thing is, I don't know if it's the best for little kids. <laughs> 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 Just from my experience. Because, like, back in 2019, I had to wear headphones backstage. <laughs> <laughs> but other than 
not like anyone like 13 or older. I feel like it's good for it. So they like get the message. And I feel like it's even though like there's a lot going on in the show and like you might get upset at one point, there is some comedy in it. So, <laughs> um, Jacqueline, how about you? What is who do you hope have access to the show? Um, I, I do agree with what Alexander said, you know, I think for maybe a little older ears, um, but I, I hope that people, I don't know, I think, I think everyone, you know, we've all now gone through this pandemic and things in the world are kind of crazy all the time. And it feels like every day you wake up and it's like, okay, what's going to happen today? So I, I feel like all of us have gone through just the uncertainty of the future and feeling isolated and, and not totally sure of like who you are and what you're going to do with your life. So I, I think that there is something in the show for everyone. So I hope that, I hope that not only theater people get to come see it. I mean, I totally hope that theater people get to see it because I love hearing their little analyzations of every little part um but just really anyone I, I think it's I think it's cool to have people who don't normally consume theater see something and then to get their outside eye on it so yeah. I hope that we reach out to anyone and everyone that we can yes and finally Anthony how about you who do you hope have access so um I think the majority of our cast is in their in their 20s and we do get to see a lot of people in that age range coming to see the show. Um, I've also had the experience in the past of people who are older between like 50 and 75 who have had really really strong opinions on the show and how it's affected them particularly because it deals with trauma sometimes they do see things that they have realized is unresolved so I'm also hoping we get different age ranges as we move along. And um, going back to what Alexandra said in terms of, yes, it's, it's young for a 10 year old. I also think that there, there are definitely a couple of spots that even 13 I'm finding, but um, I do feel that um, there is a lot because of what young Haley went through, she went through at 12, um, that I think there is relatability on the younger end as well. give our listeners a chance to get to know all of you a little bit personally uh, and your experience in the theater. Um, so I want to open things up with, with an easy question. <laughs> uh, and I want to ask what shows or composers or playwrights uh, are some of your favorites or have inspired you? Um, why don't we go to Anthony first, our, our director and playwright for the girl with the red hair. <laughs> so as far as plays, I think one of my favorite plays is A Streetcar Named Desire. Um, playwrights still unparalleled for me is Edward Albee. Um, in fact, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf I, I see 
I actually flew last night to California for a day just to see it. And it's, I'll see any production of it. Um, so I tend to, I tend to gravitate also towards longer plays. Um, but those are the two uh, particular plays that were kind of seminal in my writing. I, I will say if a play is done right, like Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman or Edward Albee's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, it doesn't feel long. It just no. doesn't. Um, Jacqueline, how about you? Um, so my favorite play that I've I've seen is The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Um, I, I had read it in school. I had to do it for summer reading in like sixth grade. And then I got the opportunity to see the play and it's just, it's just such a beautiful story. And, and the way that they staged it, I think like seeing it live is so, it was so beautiful and it, it stuck with me all these years. Um, and I'm, I am so obsessed with Hades town right now. Like I cannot stop every single day. I swear I listen to it. I love Greek theater. Um, I saw Arestia, which was like incredible um, a couple months ago. And, and that that was another one where it's it's a really long show. But like I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, oh, let's get out. And like it was just so incredible. So, yeah, I, I feel like I'm like inspired by almost everything that I see in some shape or form. I just I love live theater. So, yeah. <laughs> So I have to ask, have you seen Lilius White in the role of Hermes at Town yet? No, but I need to. I need to. Me and my roommate were like, it's it's on our list. I've seen it three times now, but I, I need to see it again. <laughs> uh, see, I'm in the boat with you. I need to go see. I want to see her in this role. I'm so Yes. yes. Alexandra, how about you? Um, well, my like top three favorite Broadway shows. So I like Wicked just because I saw it when I was five. And I think that had like a big impact on like starting theater and acting and singing for me. Because I mean, I've always loved it, but I feel like that like kind of sparked me. Because like, I don't know, it was like just a Broadway show that I really loved. But then actually, now that I think about it, the show that made me want to start acting and singing that I saw when I was really little was Thoroughly Modern Millie. (laughs) Funny enough, at my local... um, park like they did like the play of it and I loved it and I was like to my mom like I want to be up there and then another show I like is Mean Girls because I saw it when I was 10 for Christmas and um I saw it with my friends and like I just kind of like it because I felt feel like now you can kind of relate to it because you know there is always like those mean girls in your school and I feel like it also has like comedy to it so I like it and then last which I saw recently is Into the Woods because I kind of like how it doesn't have a happy ending because like it kind of shows not everything has a happy ending, but I also love the songs from it. So, yes, yes. All good choices. Now, I know you all have been very busy uh, getting ready for the show, but I'm going to ask anyway, has anyone seen any great theater that they might recommend to our listeners? Um, Yeah, I recently saw a show at Atlantic. I saw it twice called I'm Revolting. Mm-hmm. Um, that I really liked, which was um, set in uh, the waiting room of a skin cancer clinic. And then I set two times I had also seen Death of a Salesman. The revival was amazing. I had never seen it live before. So yeah, and I'm excited to see now that it's been extended, uh, Raisin in the Sun at the Puppet. Yeah, I, I also saw Death of a Salesman and it was, I, I, I'd never seen it or read it. Um, 
And it was just, it was beautiful. Another, another one that I recently saw was this beautiful future, which I loved it. It was so good. I, I also went into that one blind and I like the reveal of, I'm not going to say it, but of who he is. I was like, what, what is happening? Um, it's just, it, I just really loved the story and I felt like the acting and characters were super, super strong in their connection to each other. A bunch of us from the show also um, saw Arestia when it was here at Park Avenue. Um, and that was, I mean, it was just incredible. We didn't get to see the companion of Hamlet that uh, he directed, but um, it was incredible. Alexandra, have you seen anything lately? Uh, well, like I said, I saw Into the Woods and then I saw Kinky Boots, which was really good. I love the boots. I really want them now. They're like right? so cool. And like the dancing was like incredible. They were like doing like flips and heels and I'm like, I can never do that. And like they did stuff on like this like moving conveyor belt and I was like, I cannot do that. But it was so much fun. I love the songs and like it has a really good message to it. Yes. The first time we saw that show, we saw the first show after the Tony Awards. And I just remember sitting there with my wife, da, 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 and the, the moment, the first time those red boots come out, I just lean to her and I go, I want those for my birthday. Like right there, flat out, dead serious. And oh, it was so much fun. And yeah, the costumes are the end. All those costumes, so good. So I'm glad you got to see that. Did you end up getting the boots for your birthday? Oh, no, no, <laughs> I'm still waiting. I'm going to start with you, Jacqueline, actually on this one. What is your favorite part about working in the theater? Ooh, um... Probably just the community, like getting to work with a bunch of different types of people uh, and really like the process of putting on a show um, and just like getting to see the characters develop. And and yeah, I think it's it's really like the people aspect of it that that I love so much. <laughs> Alexandra, how about you? What is your favorite part about working in the theater? Well, again, I love that I get to meet a lot of new people and it's like, yeah, fun, like developing a character and like kind of making some like some characters you can make your own. And also, I hate to say this, but the attention a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be real. All of us are working in the theater. We always say we do it for the love of it. But, uh, uh, we like that applause and that attention. Uh, Anthony, how about you? So a lot of the work that I do in this play is also a good example. I like how much time we get to spend on it. Um, I like doing longer processes. Um, er, I mean, the early works that were developed in Russia sometimes would rehearse for a year because all they were doing was just building and finding character and finding the play. And I think there's just such a great element of going back to what Jacqueline said about community, how community is built by not feeling you have to arrive at a result in a month, um, but you get to spend time to hear each other's ideas. So we come to my favorite question that I love asking my guests, which is, what is your favorite theater memory? Alexandra, how about I start with you on that one? Probably when I fell off a stage. <laughs> okay, wait, what? <laughs> well, it wasn't that high of a stage, but like, I kind of, we were all cramped on like this really, really tiny stage. And this girl, she kind of gave me a little push. <laughs> and 
night kind of <laughs> fell off the stage a little bit. And then another one of my favorite memories is probably it's another one of me falling. When I was little, I was doing like a dance, and then I was in like this flower pot because we're supposed to be like little flowers. And like everyone in rehearsal used to like fall on the flower pots and not be able to get up, and like I never did. And then for the show. I fell over <laughs> in my flower pot and I couldn't get up. So the girl, the teacher had to come out and water me and lift me back up. <laughs> hey, it's not about how you like fall, it's all about how you get up. And the fact that the teacher yeah. came out and she's like, bringing her back to life. <laughs> and then I come dancing. All about yes and right there. That's awesome. Uh, Anthony, let's, let's uh, go to you for this one next. Well, I think some of my favorite memories have been audience responses to the work that we've done. Just um, when we did the show in 2019, uh, one of our actors, 16-year-old cousins came to see the show. And I was a little nervous about someone that young seeing it. And um, she came up to us afterwards and we have something we call the roof monologue in the play. Uh, which is a like a four-page monologue just of Jacqueline alone. And um, just that moment, um, she had kind of talked to her cousin who was in the show and talked about stuff that she had never spoken about before because of uh, how she was affected by the monologue. And so there, there are just these moments that kind of bring you back to why you're creating, even though the process can kind of get crazy and you're like, oh, we got tech and we have all of this and then you have these audience responses and you remember that we're we're doing it so people can feel seen or feel something wow that's incredible and then rounding us out jacqueline what is your favorite theater memory i've been trying to like as they're talking i'm like oh because i was thinking about all the disasters like with alex and i was like oh wait lexi and then i was like oh um but I think something that really sticks out to me is this past year uh, with the pandemic going on, my school, we did Lizzie the Musical, um, which is such a good musical. It's so fun. It's about like the Lizzie Borden murders, um, but like a rock musical version of it. And like, that is my favorite things. Um, and my best friend and who's now like my roommate and he directed it and we were in a we were living in a house together with six people and we didn't get to do it live we had to film it and it had to be like you know a, a different concept but just I don't know getting to just like create together in our house like it was something that I never would have expected to happen or you know to be doing like theater on that kind of a platform but it was just, it was a really great experience. And I, and I feel like it taught me a lot about theater, but also like film aspects. So that's something that I'm just like appreciative of that, that, that process. So does anyone um, have any productions or projects coming on the pipeline that we would be able to plug for them? Uh, we have another show that we are doing in 2023 um, called Shadows and Jacqueline Alexander will also be in that. And uh, our, uh, the producer who's working with me, Girl with, um, the girl with the red hair, Liv Kirby is starring in it. Um, and it's uh, not a sequel 
to grow with the red hair, um, but it lives in the same universe where it is someone um, who is slowly starting to uh, lose memories um, and how that affects uh, things that are happening in her personal life. Kind of the same as Jacqueline, but um, I just like to plug something quickly. My song. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a song called Grow that I released last month. Maybe I'm trying to remember. Last month, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Where can, where can people f- listen to it at? On any music platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, I- iTunes, anything. Very cool. Oh, cool. Grow. Well, if our listeners want more information about the girl with the red hair or uh, about any of you and they want to reach out, how can they do so? Um, Well, the girl with the red hair, Instagram. And I have an Instagram too. It's Alexandrini official. And we also have the website, thegirlwiththeredhairplay.com and our production company, face2facefilms.net. Jacqueline, anything for you? Um... My my Instagram is Jacqueline Holiday and my website is JacquelineHoliday.com. Right. Well, wonderful. Well, my guests today have been Anthony Laura, who's the playwright and director of The Girl with the Red Hair, as well as Jacqueline Holiday and Alexandra, Alexandra Rooney, who play Haley Jones and young Haley Jones, as well in The Girl with the Red Hair. The show is playing November 3rd through the 12th at the Gene Frankel Theater. And for tickets and more information, you can visit thegirlwiththeredhairplay.com. You can also check out uh, the show's Instagram, The Girl with the Red Hair Play, uh, as well as check out um, face2facefilms.net. And you can find Alexandra and Jacqueline on Instagram. Uh, Alexandra's Alexandra Rooney Official and Jacqueline's Jacqueline Holiday. And Jacqueline also has a website, JacquelineHoliday.com. And all of this plethora of information will be on the episode description as well as on our social media. But the important thing you need to know is it's the girl with the red hair, November 3rd through the 12th. And you should be there to check out this powerful, powerful piece uh, and to see the important message that's being told. So... Alexandra, Jacqueline, Anthony, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here and talking to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. It was so good to meet you and to talk with you. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and keep your masks on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you'll find all the information about our backstage pass. 
Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. The lights are on.